Hello, and welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science and spirituality and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And I know what you thought. You thought they're done with urine therapy. No, 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 no. We're not going to hear about this anymore. We are only drinking our own urine from here out. We are making soup with it. So we're back for one more episode because we have a fun interview guest. Uh, But first, I want to include just a couple corrections that came to us from Wiley. He wrote back and he just wanted everyone to know that he used urine therapy before he started the running and the healthy eating. In fact, he says he still doesn't eat that healthily. So just so you know, urine therapy gets the credit. For any improvements he had before those other things. Like the nerve damage in his foot. Just so you know. Okay. All right. Let the record show. Got it. Also, we included that audio about the guy who was looping Mm -hmm. is the name of the practice. I don't think we ever mentioned that in our episodes. But when you just keep drinking whatever comes out of you Mm -hmm. and then putting it right back in, that's called looping. You get the idea. It makes sense. So Wiley says that uh, the gentleman in question that you're talking about was looping and apparently he went from full looping just drinking everything that came out of him that was making him pee too much and so he stopped drinking all of it but the way he said it is very confusing because if that's what he meant he shouldn't have said at the end so no now just urine but but maybe he just misspoke yeah we should know as well as anybody that sometimes words just don't come out quite right sure so, uh, but it was funny because then he mentioned that this particular guy who also goes as Dave Murphy or allegedly Dave has become very active as a flat earth proponent. Great. And Wiley said there's been a bit of a split in the urine therapy community <laughs> over these beliefs and said that this particular guy is very well spoken. And er- he is. erudite when he's talking about urine therapy, and he sounds informed when he's talking about the flat earth, but it turns out he's actually not. Interesting. So when he's talking about the thing with which Wiley agrees, he is very good, and when he talks about the thing Wiley disagrees with, he is very bad. He's not backed by the science, so. Got it. Okay. Got it. But, but Wiley, not only did he add me to that Facebook group, He also connected me with some other people within the community, and one of them was Brother Sage. Yes. Who's been doing this for a long time and was willing to come on our show and talk to us. Yeah. And you jumped right on his book and started reading that. Yeah, it's a quick book. Nice. And he has a lot of fun with it, and I think you'll pick up very quickly his playful spirit, uh, which is definitely there in the book. So we'll talk about that and more in our conversation with... Brother Sage. Uh, you know, I admit, at first I thought, uh-oh, because I had seen some of his texts to you and they were a little verbose. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I uh, didn't know how this would go. But he's a delight. He is. Yeah. Loved him. So uh, we just chatted with him this afternoon and here he is. Hey, what have you got there? Looks like a cup of shivambu. Cup of shivambu. Excellent. Okay. Well, welcome. So you are Brother Sage. And how long have you? how long have you been doing... Urine therapy, orin therapy, shivambu. Tell us, tell us about your history. Uh, this goes back about twenty-five years to the nineties. If you can remember the nineties, that will tell me at least what generation you guys. Yeah, we do remember the nineties. Yes. Okay, so two of my influences was the Golden Fountain by Cohen Vanderkroon out in Holland. And that book's been around since ninety-four, so a lot of people have read it, had a chance to read it. The other book was The Secret of Longevity. 
Youthing, The Secret of Longevity by Leonard Orr. Now, Leonard Orr was the father and founder of a conscious breathing movement in the late 70s called huh. Rebirthing. Uh, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, and the mother of Rebirthing was Sandra Ray. But Leonard is a devout follower or devotee of Babaji. Ah, yes, I noticed you mentioned Babaji in your book, who we learned about yeah. through the Self-Realization Fellowship. Yeah, it's the same yogic Christ of India called Babaji that Yogananda, his guru's guru, studied with him. Right. Well, anyway, so Leonard had discovered that Babaji is Shiva. Oh, and as, okay. you, as you know, Shiva, who Shivam was named after, Shiva is the creator of all, is the provider of all, is the sustainer of all, the destroyer of all. This is Shiva. Now, every religion has a different name, but the Hindus call it Shiva. So... Babaji, Shiva, let's just call him Shiva, get it straight. Shiva tells Leonard to drink his water. Leonard tells me to drink my water. Okay. So, oh. Don, I did the math. Shiva <laughs> sent a rep. If Shiva's rep, the Lord of the universe tells you to drink your water, you better drink your water. So <laughs> I signed up right away. So okay. why do you think so few people have been told this important news? Well, uh, I would say because most people still follow the traditional ways of thinking and don't question things as often as they should. Okay. You know, if they follow if they follow the medical model or the medical propaganda or myth, whatever you want to call it, they'll look at this water as a waste product of disgusting things. Mm-hmm. But the people mm-hmm. who stretch their mind and discover this 5,000-year-old practice is the real deal, and they may want to look at it closer than the people I want to talk to. And about how large is the urine therapy community, and, and where do you fall within it? Um, I would guess tens of millions. Okay. Rough guess, three million of them in China. I don't know how many are in, in India, how many are in Africa, probably several thousand United States because of the Facebook and the social media attention, which has really helped the voice of Shivambu over the last three years. It seems like the internet has really helped a lot of groups to expand and, and gain new congregants, members, if you will. Yeah, goes, it works to me. I call them Shivambu devotees or devotees. There we go. I like that. Okay, Shivambu devotees. So you have a cup of your urine with you? Yes, holding it up for the camera. Uh, (laughs) You know, I haven't done it today. So is that your morning urine? No, this was just about 30 minutes ago. Uh, Okay. Okay. So do you uh, continually drink all day? It all depends if I'm fasting that day or if I'm just doing fruit all day, which is pretty much all I eat anyway. It all depends on intuition. Okay. So you just listen to what your body's telling you? Yep. Okay. What's your body telling you today? Everything's working out. I'm in the flow. Relax. Let people love you. I mean, it's been a, it's been a very uh, quiet, relaxing. I gave three treatments at my wellness center. Uh, so it's nice to be home just being with you guys. Okay. Thanks. So wellness center, do you, uh, do you teach people urine therapy there? Not yet. It's in the workings. I'm working on uh, – you asked a question earlier, what is my involvement with the urine communities? Um, I'm one of the most outspoken voices in the urine community next to some of the other radio talk show hosts like we do Shibambu and Harry Matadina in the UK. They, they're doing whatever they can online to let people know what this is. I'm decided that where the work is like a good missionary, it's in with the people out on the streets off the internet. So as I was honored by Anthony K., Anthony A.K. King at the Water of Life Symposium in Vegas two weeks ago, 
he declared me as the international liaison for the Water of Life Symposium. And I said, thank you, brother. I love you. I'm already doing that because I've been uh, collaborating with people all over the world to help get this message out a lot more to everybody, including someone in India. We're talking about training material and teaching urine therapists in the United States. You mentioned that uh, you have an honorary PhD as well. Yes, Dr. Vijay Gupta, a good dear friend of mine. He's been a, um, a professor at University of Colorado for 30-something years. And it was interesting when I discovered that him and his wife had been drinking their pee since 1983. And his field of expertise is hydrology, the science and the physics of water. Okay. So he gave me the honorary PhD degree so I can either say I'm a professor or a doctorate. I'm more likely to go with professor. Okay. And you use the the moniker Brother Sage. I assume that's that's not your given name. Uh, it's my depends on what you mean by given. You mean from my biological parents? Yes. No. Okay. Correct. Yeah, you mentioned recently Facebook gave you a bit of a runaround about your your name and your account. Yes. Whole other conversation. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, tell us a bit about your book, Healing Water from Within. I just read that. It's it's a quick book. It's a small book, if anybody's interested. Have you written other books, or is that the best way to find you? Uh, well, the best way to find me is either go to brothersage.com or go to Amazon and type in either my name or Healing Water from Within. The two books I'm currently selling, the other one is Inescapable Quotes and Inescapable Artwork. These were transmissions that came through me for several years, and somebody... Several people admired the work, said, uh, let's turn it into a book. So a publisher appeared. Same okay. with this book. So transmissions, who was transmitting them to you? Uh, I'm a direct conduit, a transmission. From whom? I received the information directly from Shiva, the source, the creator, whatever you want to call it. Ah, oh, okay. And that's also how you got the message to do Orin therapy. Uh, yeah, that's how I got the message. And it's also been my guidance throughout my entire life, in turn, as well as keeping me humble and gratitude a lot because there's, there's a lot of gifts that you can be used for when you get empty enough, then the spirit can fill you up with all kinds of wonderful gifts for humanity. Uh, so how old were you when you started receiving those transmissions? Wow. It, it depends on how far back I go. I can remember <laughs> 17, 18, 19 years old. Okay. But there's a big difference, Carrie. There's a big difference between receiving information, receiving the truth, receiving the transmission, and getting to a point in your life where it's integrated and you know what the heck it is. Sure, I've had that experience. Makes sense. It's the same it's the same with your spiritual journey. And if you look back, I know it's your show. If you look back and see when you got on your path and you look at where you are now, you'll probably find a link between all the tools you've used on your spiritual path to get to where you are now. But it wasn't till later on in your journey that you figured out what to do with those tools. Mm-hmm. Fair. Now, you, you talk about in the book, you say that urine therapy or in therapy, that it can help you live for a very long time. If someone was following the practice, about how long do you think they could expect to live? Well, I'm a practicing immortalist, so I don't see an end in life at all. I'm here in a final embodiment. So I can only ask that question based on how clear people are about their life, how hmm. on purpose is their life. If they have a stronger life urge and they have a joy and juice for living, they can live indefinitely. Okay. they got to well, watch out their unconscious thoughts that says the death's real, and that'll take people out more than any disease. Okay. So you got to watch your thoughts. I was going to say no one's done it yet, but maybe Babaji, I guess. Uh, there are probably 
I don't know, hundreds of thousands of immortals on the planet, and a lot of them are coming out public thanks to Facebook. Oh. It's the same with the same with the breatharians. You didn't know much about them now, thanks to people like Ella Tom Amin and the guy out in Israel. There's more and more people stepping forward into the spotlight and letting you know. And then how do you, if someone says they're an immortal, how do you mm-hmm. verify that and make sure they're not just, you know, someone who's 50 and, and says he's been around for 400 years or whatever? Yeah, real simple. If I tell you I'm immortal, you have to stick around for 100 to 200 years to see if I was lying or telling the truth. <laughs> to disprove okay. it. Okay. Sure. We have different yeah. definitions of simple. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you can tell me uh, if you don't want to answer this, but how far along are you in the journey so far? Um, take a guess. Most people guess me in my 40s. Well, see, now you've told us that. Yeah, you've so primed we're us. Like, but, uh, all right, I'll say, uh, I'll say 47. Okay. Uh, because uh, you said most people say in your 40s, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to say 54. I love you both. Uh, in May, I'll be 65. Okay. Oh, great. All right. Looking Thank good. Thank you. <laughs> it helps to have a, a daily spiritual practice that you never stop doing. And I've been at this for a while. So it just builds momentum. Okay, but no no end in sight. We're going to be seeing Brother Sage for a long time now. Yeah, you and I could dialogue forever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so which one do you think contributes more to the journey toward immortality? Is it not believing in death, or is it these health practices like the Oren therapy? I wrote an article, and I hope you guys get a chance to read it. It was published in 2006, and the name of the article, the title was, Your Sacred Life Foods or Your Spiritual Path Will Not Save You From Your Mind. It's a long title, but okay. It's a long title. It doesn't matter if you drink urine. It doesn't matter if you're fruitarian or breatharian. If you've got an unconscious death wish or self-sabotage, are, are you suffering more than enjoying your life? You may want to opt out and die. Okay. I don't have that running anymore. The sooner you clear out the unconscious mind, everybody who's watching this, the sooner you clear your mind of all that uh, society agreed upon reality, the sooner you liberate your brain and your life, your, your aliveness jumps a lot. Well, what about accidental death, like people who die by being hit by a bus? Well, you'd have to understand the cosmic picture of it. Everybody gets what they ask for. To your conscious or unconscious. You know, I mean, you can't just answer that question. There's a little more depth that you have to look into a person's life. So sometimes it isn't just being hit by a bus. You think that there's additional factors involved we'd have to ask about that person's decisions in life? Well, if you're a good investigator, you want to look deeper into their life and see what, how they were wired and what their mindset was. Okay. Okay. Um, so tie this back into the urine therapy for us. Uh, how how key is that, you think, to living a full and long life? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go back to when you were born. You lived in a water world for mm-hmm. nine months. The amniotic fluid contained about 97% urine. Yep. All right? So you drank it in your lungs, you peed it out, you reabsorbed it, and you looped. That's what's called looping over and over and over again. And your body came down perfect. You were born. You were perfect. You were blissed out. And everything seemed really fine until you got sucked into domestication by our planet. They wanted you to go to school. They wanted you to do the program. They wanted you to follow what everybody else does in their traditions. Well, the thing about Shibambu, it has a way of unraveling not only the toxins and the viruses and the pathogens and the parasites and the fungus and yeast and the cancers in the body, but also unravels a lot of the unconscious stuff. 
and the people who are saturating themselves, I'll go back to the birthing, the more you use your urine, Orin, I prefer to call it Orin or Shivambu. The more you use it and the more you saturate your body with it, either externally as a topical use or internally with either enemas or drinking it or eyes and nose and ears, etc., the sooner your body has a higher vibration and it's cleaner inside. But you have to match that with a live food diet moving closer to fruit. Oh, okay. The trouble is people create too many obstructions in their body and their body has a hard time trying to process it. Now, what does your regular practice look like? Because in the book, you mentioned many different ways to use Orin uh, as an enema, through the nose, as a you know, spray applied topically, uh, many different ways to ingest it, even injection. What does your regular partaking look like? Right now, he is uh, gargling a little bit in his mouth. If you keep it for five minutes, call pulling. Yes. Remember? Yeah. Done they oil do pulling before. Yeah. With the coconut oil. So. This is about, what, six ounces? Mm-hmm. You tell Maybe a little six, more. Seven. Okay. Wonderful. I'll drink one to three of these a day, average. I will uh, spend time either massaging on my face, putting in my hair. By the way, how, Ross, you guys may want to know this, but when you massage it into your hair, it gets darker. Yeah, you mentioned that. Okay. okay. Right now, I'm doing different anima series, and I'm challenging people across Facebook. I've did this a couple times. It's a seven-day continual animus. For people who really want to get stuff out at a deeper intestinal level, most people are blocked in the sigma in the lower part of the bowel. I've gained a lot of understanding and respect about enemas and, and cleaning the intestines out, just trusting water. So, And that contains a lot of the, the orin. Um, foot soaks I'm doing every two or three uh, nights, uh, like every two, second or third night. You might catch some of my videos where I'm doing satsang and teaching while I'm sitting in my urine for 30 minutes and uh-huh. teaching them how to do that. The beautiful thing about foot soaks is that, A, for people who have resistance to drinking it, most people are willing to step in their pee than to put it in their mouth. So mm-hmm. if they're willing to sit that. sit to two, three quarts of Shibambu for 30 minutes, you get the dopamine and the serotonin and the DHEA and the B vitamins and the oxytocin and all these nutritional uh, things that are in the urine that go into the bloodstream of the feet, the same way you would apply reflexology. You familiar mm-hmm. with reflexology? Yep. Oh, yes. You're familiar with essential oils? Yes. So with essential oils, you put it on the soles of the feet because it's the widest opening of the surface of the skin, all the pores. So when you're standing in the water of life, you're absorbing all those nutrients directly in your bloodstream. I did quite a bit of that uh, when I was trying out the Orin therapy, soaking my foot. Now, does does any of your... Yes. Orin ever end up in the toilet, or are you kind of using it all for some purpose or another? I, I use as much as I can. Let's see if I can take you down here to my water closet. Can you see that down there? Oh, yes. Oh, yep. An, okay, okay, so we are looking at a cabinet with three or four mason jars, some of which have urine in them. So you're aging some. Looks like you've got maybe a cheesecloth on top of one of these. That's You mentioned in the book it's helpful to air it out, uh, or at least to have some breathing happening as it ages. Yeah, it also keeps contaminants to getting in there, and it, it has the ability to incubate a lot better. In the far back, I'm going for the nine-month-aged urine. Oh, wow. I'm studying a lot about how to turn it into Ormus gold and white powder of gold. So that's only two weeks old. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, so a, you're going to let it cure a full nine months, and then what will you do with it? Well, you see, I have a hard time with it because I'm using urine every day. 
You know, I'm either doing eye washes or nasal cleanse or sniffing it or the ears or the face or whatever, whatever. And so I would tend to grab what I could if I'm doing enemas. It's, it's four quarts. How much of your day does all this take up? I mean, how much time do you have left for other things? Oh, I got plenty of time in the day. If I'm doing an enema series, that's about 45 minutes to an hour. If I'm doing a foot soak, that's 30 minutes. If I'm drinking it, that's a couple of minutes. So maybe 45 minutes to an hour and a half of the day. What do you do while you're soaking your feet? Because I would usually read while I was doing that. It's a great opportunity to uh, quiet your mind. Meditate? Meditate. And sometimes my form of meditation is doing what I'm doing with you guys because I love talking to people and, and hearing from the depths of who they are. And it's a joy. And so sometimes I do live video streams on my Facebook page. Nice. So for the enema... Are you taking the orin and water and putting it in a syringe, or how are you doing that? Enema bag? You're familiar with enema bags? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, depends on how much orin you've stored. If all you have is a quart and your bag is a two-quart bag, you're going to fill the rest with distilled water. Or if you're not anal retentive about what kind of water you use, but you want warmer orin to put in your backside, then use warm enough city water. Okay. Got it. And if I, can, I want to explain this difference between um, tradition and what works for you. Okay. Okay. That okay. seems like an important right. distinction. Thank you. A lot of people get confused with the the earlier teaching, the 5,000-year-old tradition of doing Shivambu midstream. You've heard the expression midstream. Mm -hmm. Okay. So according to their traditions, the first part of the stream and the ending part of the stream was the head and the tail of the snake. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. All right. The medical profession spun it around and said, well, the reason you're doing that is because it has to clean out all the toxins. Bacteria. Before, before the urethra is clean, I'm going, okay, so this is the most antibacterial, antifungal, antiseptic, highly distilled water on the planet. Where along the urethra track is any contaminants getting into it? So what I tell people is shibambu, shibambu, shibambu. Get it in your body any way you can get it in. Don't worry about the midstream tradition. If you still uh, want to follow that, great, but don't let it stop you from using your medicine. Yeah, I mean, I think it, the bacteria is mostly like sitting on the very end of your urethra, you know, because it's exposed to air and it's near your rectum and all of that, right? Um, one theory is as good as the other. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, tell me a bit about injection. Who who uses urine in an injected form, and and how do you do that? You said you put it in an actual syringe and shoot it into your bloodstream. Yeah, I've not done this yet. There are quite a lot of people who have done this. You're going to put it in the syringe, the same you would put anything else in the syringe, and just inject it in your arm or wherever you can get it in the bloodstream. It's usually for people who are too sick. They can't drink it. They can't pee. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. Uh, so they go for injections, and it's the quick, quickest way ever to get the nutrients inside your bloodstream because you're poking in your blood. If they can't pee, where do they get the urine from? Somebody. Oh, so you might be injecting someone else's urine. Yeah. Is someone else's urine just as good for you as your own? That's a good question. This is going to fall under the category of tradition versus what does your intuition tell you. If you get stung by a jellyfish, it's common knowledge that you put urine on it. But if you're stung by a jellyfish and you're laying there and your partner and your lover is there, let her pee on you. Who's going to wait around? I mean, if it's a 911 call, you get urine from anybody you can. I wouldn't worry about the gender-specific thing. Though, ultimately, if you're concerned about gender-specific, 
then you guys will get urine from a man and women from a woman. Okay. It's a lot of it has to do with okay, what's your belief on that? You want to get it any way you can, uh-huh. but preferably it's from yourself. So, okay. So the um, the peeing on the jellyfish sting, I, I think like... Most doctors now say don't do that. They say don't. That makes it worse. Okay. This might be a doctor to doctor scenario because when I was in Hawaii and our friend Carrie Swan got stung by a couple of jellyfish, we went into the ER, the emergency uh, hospital, mm-hmm. and they said... Oh, urine works, and so does um, meat tenderizer. And when was that? This was 92, 93, somewhere in there. I mean, they know in the hospitals in Hawaii how to treat jellyfish. So hmm. they have the understanding, the, the awareness about urine. Could be. I mean, but or maybe just science has moved past that. Okay, but so maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. they learned something new about the interaction yeah. there. Yeah, I hear you talking a lot about, um, you know, it's, it's what you believe. How do you decide... Um, whether something is actually true or you just sort of want it to be true so you've convinced yourself that it is? Well, the confusion that we have on our planet is that there's a big difference between our perception of the truth, which is often is a misperception of the truth, and what's the truth. Yeah. You'll know, you'll know it's the truth if it's for the highest good of everybody. Hmm, okay. Plus you'll feel it in your gut. If something's not right. Okay, so uh, intuition and its utility are kind of the the main judges that you're looking at. Yeah. Okay. And how it affects everybody, not just you, in in you know, and how it hits you, because if it's the truth, it'll be true for everybody. So okay, so I mean, I think I agree with that. Yeah. But it does seem it seems different from what you said before, right? Now you're saying if it's true, it'll be true for everybody. But before you would say things like, well, it depends on what you believe. Do you, see, do you see why those seem different to me? Yeah, what I'm doing was challenging traditions. How, how so? Unpack that well, for me. Traditions are beliefs, right, that people have held and deemed true? Yeah, they're tradi- traditions are beliefs. Traditions are uh, programming, a mindset. Traditions are also, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're symbols, all right? And, and they could be just landmarks for people to figure it out on their own. The same with a guru has been a, a prime symbol uh, for a lot of people on a spiritual path until they realize they're done with a guru and they can take it from here on their mastery. Did I answer your question, Carrie? No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm st- I'm, maybe you did and I'm still processing it, but I think the part that I'm still not at least feeling feeling that click in my gut, like, oh, I get it now, is I, I guess, do you, do you think there is an objective truth? Is it, is it either true or false that peeing on a jelly sting will make it better? Well, that's a good question because it almost borderlines on a placebo effect. The yes. fact that we drink, yes. the fact that we drink this stuff and put it in our body work because we believe it works or does it work because it works? And that's its nature. Okay. And how would you tell the difference between those two things? Um, all I know is it works for me. And I, <laughs> right. I, I have an unshakable faith that it will always work for me, but I can't guarantee that it works for everybody. If like four of your best friends tried it and they said it didn't work for them, what would that mean for you? What it would mean for me is they didn't go long enough with it. They didn't uh, continue using it long enough and they were looking for a quick fix. Have you ever had cause to go to a doctor in the last 25 years? Yeah, hernia operation. Okay. Ooh, Yikes. how you doing? Yeah, okay. I'm doing fine. They put in They put in the weave. They put it on both sides so my inguinal muscles will be strong. Haven't had a problem. Oh, good. Glad, Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. it. Yeah. 
So have you had any blood workups or anything like that? Anything about your general health? No. Nope. Just feeling good. Don't need it. I'm I'm feeling good, guys. I'm in the prime of my life. I, I have I have felt the touch of everything. I mean, I feel connected in the world. I feel a sense of purpose. Uh, I feel pretty fearless about everybody I talk to in any possible situation. And I'm doing more in my 60s than I did in any time of my life. Writing books, doing lectures, going to symposiums, setting up all kinds of things. And I'm, I'm running a successful wellness practice here in Baller without advertising. Oh, congrats. Yeah, tell us a bit about that practice. What kind of services do you offer? Well, they range from body work, massage and reflexology. So it can be either forms of body work or reflexology. I do breathing groups from time to time. And I do a lot. I'm doing more one-on-one coaching. Okay. People want to get clear on their uh, core issues real fast. Hmm. Interesting. And do you uh, are you Brother Sage in that practice as well? I'm Brother Sage throughout the world, except for the legal per- communities here in the United States. They're okay. the only ones who care for those kind of ideas. <laughs> have Have there been repercussions in your personal life from this practice? No. Okay. That's great. Because it seems like, you know, so many people have an aversion, me included, to the, the taste or the smell, you know, that, that uh, you know, I could see people, people's relatives, for example, not looking too kindly on beginning or in therapy. Well, I'm aware that we're looking at something that's considered taboo and uh, controversial. I'm quite aware of that. And I talk to people from all walks of life, including my biological brother, who wasn't really happy when I, t- I told him about all my success with urine therapy and going to convention and getting accolades and writing a book. His, his no response was the response I got. Hmm. Is he and a similar like, age to yourself? He's 13 months older than me. I came from a family who thought that if you had a baby every 13 months, your job's done. Just be a good mom. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Is he, uh, does he look like you? How's he doing? Uh, he's had a heart attack. He's overweight. Oh. Uh, now, I survived every one of my family members when I went into raw foods and tried to teach them nutrition for decades, and they didn't really care to hear that. So everybody, including my wife, they all died from the American diseases, from their diet. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry to hear, hear that. that. Hmm. Uh, real quick, Ross. Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, uh, hold on. No, I got this. Uh, uh, Carrie, Kathy, Carrie, Kathy, 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 I'm Kathy. sorry. Yes, Kathy. Um, I'm just going to interrupt this interview real quick to tell you about one of my favorite brands, Carbon 38. Carbon 38. Yes. Well, I'm intrigued. It has carbon, which is the basis of life. Mm-hmm. And 38, which could be an age. Someone's age. Someone out there is 38. It could be many things. Mm-hmm. And they are actually a performance fashion e-commerce site that curates brands that blur the lines between workout wear and street style. Oh, yeah. I've seen their website. They offer thousands of styles offered in athletic, ready-to-wear, footwear, and accessory categories. I've gotten a few things from Carbon 38. They're all very fancy, very nice. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten any? No, because they do not yet offer any clothing for men. So uh, got it. this is for our female listeners or the men who want to order lovely clothes for the women in their lives. Or if there are men who just like the style. Then that is also for you. Carbon 38 signature collections are made of activewear fabrics for performance, functionality, and fit. And their private label designs include dresses, leggings, sports bras, and tops, that are meant as much for working out as wearing out. Love that. And you get free returns 
within the U.S. This is classy stuff, too. I mean, these are these are really nicely designed clothing items. Yeah, they really are. So go to Carbon38.com and use the code ONO for 20% off your order. That's Carbon38.com, promo code ONO for 20% off of your purchase. And now back to Brother Sage. Are there claims that are made by other people in the Oren therapy community that you would say, maybe that's a little bit much, maybe we shouldn't use that argument, maybe we shouldn't try that practice? Do you have an example? Well, I'm thinking one kind of unrelated. I've heard recently that a lot of people in the Oren therapy community have gotten very much into the flat earth movement. I know that's kind of tangential, but that's what comes to mind. Yeah, I might say it levels the field. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, I think that people are enjoying questioning reality. They enjoy defying uh, the norm and the agreed upon ways of thinking. Uh, To me, I don't care if it's flat earth or round earth. We got to all get along. I mean, you guys can go nuts with conspiracy theories. And I just assume do life. There's plenty of, you know, excitement there. Do you think the earth is round? Ask that again. Do you think the Earth is round? Uh, I have not made it to Antarctica. I can't answer either question. <laughs> okay, okay fair preserving enough. judgment. I wanted to talk a bit about your book, Healing Water from Within. You mentioned in the book that you have a bestseller. Was that Healing Water from Within, or is that a, the other book you were talking about? Hold on. This book right here. There it is. There it is. Okay. And I, I'll tell everybody, it's a it's a quick read. There's a lot of humor in there. I had mentioned Martha Christie's book. Uh, she did not use the word pee. You have no problem making jokes about pee and whiz. Uh, <laughs> it's very fun and informal. Yeah, um, we, we appreciate your punning. Thank you. It's great to pee in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> That's allowed. We're we're talking over remote connection, so you can pee if you need to. <laughs> Thank you. I, pee I, yourself. I will, I, will, I will always pee my. I will pee true to myself. <laughs> it's, it's this it's this reaction that the book was born. There really wasn't anything written about urine therapy till after the '90s, when Martha Christie's book and J.W. Armstrong's book, or John, whatever his name is, book. And uh, Cohen Bandicoot and all those books, they were mostly scientific and technical. They had testimonials, they had research, but they didn't have any way that you can talk about this subject with non-pee drinkers. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. So you were hoping that your book could serve as kind of a lighthearted bridge to, to get people talking. It's a way, the book is designed as a, a future training book for urine therapists and people who want to be able to save lives by being able to be solid in their conviction and their faith in what they're doing with urine and to be able to help people who may be sitting on the fence, but yet their certainty and their confidence is very influential and people start drinking and applying it. So the book was designed to help people through people's negative associations and mental blocks about urine and versus orin, mm. what it really is. Now, how about diabetics, uh, like type 1 diabetics? Can they do orin therapy? Of course they can. You got to understand no matter what the disease is called. I mean, first of all, we named it. It doesn't matter what you call the disease. The body needs to restore its health as soon as possible so it can overcome that. And if you're working on purification and cleaning out the body, you want to use the best water on the planet. The reason I ask is because type 1 diabetics have a spillover of sugar into their urine. And when you're, mm-hmm. when you're diabetic, you have to control your sugar intake pretty mm-hmm. carefully. Mm-hmm. So... 
if your body's already rejecting that much sugar and you have like a pretty compact amount of it in that urine, couldn't that be dangerous? Um, that's a good question. I can go a little bit more in depth with this, but uh, just to be on the safe side for our listeners, I, was, I would always tell people to consult their physician, their health practitioner, just to you know, be sure from what he's going to tell you. Now, what if someone goes to their doctor and the doctor says, yeah, don't do it. You shouldn't drink urine. What what should they make of that? I'd say come back and talk to me and I'll give you another opinion on it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what, aren't we kind of getting stuck in a loop now? We go to you and you say, go see a doctor. The doctor says, yeah, don't drink urine. We come back to you. Then what happens? You see, this is based on one-on-one situation with this person, with this client. If the person's hitting a wall and this, this challenge is going to take them down because this is the worst thing they can imagine, they'll want to talk to someone who might be getting success uh, with an alternative health practice, which is urine therapy, which is urine therapy. And if they'll trust me or trust anybody doing urine therapy and will do what it takes to get their body up to speed and clean out and start to make improvements, yeah, there's no limit to what they can heal. Mm-hmm. It's up to them. They've got to make the decision after all. We, we can't override their will. Why involve a doctor at all then? I wouldn't suggest it, but if we're on a public video, I might <laughs> suggest it. That's your o- official uh, don't disclaimer. sue stance. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. But with a wink and a nod, come back to me for a second opinion. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, okay. One thing you said in the book <laughs> really got a reaction. You were saying it's a good idea to store Orin in your in a s- spray bottle. And uh, oh, yes. you mentioned getting on a bus and uh, just to make sure it's good and sterile, spritzing your own Orin on the bus seat, both by the headrest and where you're going to sit. I have to say, it makes me a little uncomfortable thinking I'm going to sit on a bus. I am never <laughs> taking a bus in Boulder. And someone has uh, sprayed their Orin on that bus seat. Oh, isn't it great? People will buy anything in a book. I made that whole thing up. I want to see if people would, would take what? me serious. Oh, what? no. Well, of course I mean, they'll take you seriously. You're the expert on Orin therapy. I am, but I'm also allowed to poke fun at the subject. Oh my goodness! Okay. I would bet you. Okay, so what's what? Is, <laughs> what's the meaning of that lesson? The meaning of the lesson is you have to follow your guidance. I, mean, I put it in there because I had this funny idea. Well, if I went around and I'm on a public transportation, wouldn't it be great if you could actually do that? Yeah, it might leave a smell. It might leave ammonia. Who knows what it'd be like? But I thought in you're telling me all the reasons I don't want to do that. <laughs> wow but what you do what you do in the privacy of an airplane uh bathroom is up to you i don't know that's a shared bathroom you're not allowed to smoke in there you can't smoke in there but they can't stop you from drinking your own water no they oh, can't sure for sure but if you try to spritz it on the airplane seat <laughs> i think the person next to you might not love it uh, yeah. I'm going to pass on that one. It just sounds, I just love the, the charge people get off of it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, then if we're talking about uh, how serious certain arguments were, I was interested in the scriptural arguments. Uh, you talk about some of the Hindu scriptures, but I noticed you quoted John 738. We've seen that uh, in a few other places. And Proverbs 515, drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. You're You're pretty sure they weren't referring to just water coming, you know, like H2O coming from your own property. You, you're pretty sure that's a reference to Orin? Uh, have you ever gone into the metaphysical or the occult understanding of the Bible? Yeah, sure. Some. Okay. If it's just a black and white 
conversation in this poetic verse, I would think that would be fine. But the majority of people who read the Bible dig deeper into meanings and deeper into significance and symbolism. They will find the chariots oh, yes. in the sky about the UFOs. They'll read about the cisterns and about your water and the blood of Christ is really the ultra-filtered blood plasma that turns into urine. I mean, there's a lot of things in the Bible if you look at it closely. Oh, now that's an interesting point. So do you think at communion, Christians should be actually drinking the urine of Christ? That's symbolic, but they should be drinking their urine as a Christ-conscious being. All right. Take note, Christians. So, I, <laughs> okay. so like you would break the bread and then you'd have a cup of your own urine and you'd dip the bread in the urine and then you'd eat the bread. If you're into bread, yeah, go right ahead. Okay. But if you go back far enough, far enough, is that a term? If you go back far, far enough, back to the Egyptians and back to the Hindus, way, way back then, uh, all this we're talking about now was common practice. It didn't have to go through history. It didn't have to be changed by writers of current times and topics. It was as pure and natural as it's becoming again. I, I believe you that people used to drink their urine regularly. I, but, you know, I mean, people used to do a lot of things like bloodletting that now we say, whoops, kind of a mistake, right? Yeah, now people are into drinking menstrual blood. Who knows where these things come from? Who knows where these things come from, Ross? Uh, another verse you quoted was John seven thirty eight. Jesus saying, he that believeth in me, as the scripture hath said. And it's interesting, the the uh, translation you used, you said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, most translations I see just say, you know, out of him shall flow living water. Don't, don't you think Jesus could have been more explicit about it if he wanted to? Well, considering he was a master back then, and he knew how words were crafted, and he knew the symbolism and significance of words, I think part of his teaching was that it was parables. For people who were awake, awake enough to see their deeper meanings would see it. Okay. But you've said, uh, you know, people can find messages about UFOs and all kinds of things if they look for them. So couldn't we kind of look at this the same way and say, well, if you're looking for urine or orin in the Bible, here's the places you can kind of read into it a little bit. But I noticed that at the convention that I went to in Las Vegas, if there is an expression like a quote from a proverb from the Bible, these guys, their mind is about it's a water world. Everything is connected to the water, the water within, the water without. There's even people who go as far as saying, you know, the hydrogen, oxygen molecules in the air, we're in a womb state all the time. We're actually still in water all the time, but we don't even think about what's going on around there. So that's all I got to say. I lost my track. Go okay. <laughs> all right, well, an important question we always want to ask uh, people we talk to. You, you said you listened to some of our coverage on urine therapy and you're still talking to us. So we appreciate that. Uh, were there any things that really stood out to you as you were listening that you said, oh, man, they've got this completely wrong. They've got a misconception. I really need to set them straight. No, I didn't feel you need correction. All right. That's and great. You, and you guys are good pee drinkers. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we certainly really tried. Helpful, what, what's really helpful is to not only uh, light, be lighter on the subject because people are so serious about it and how to approach it and how to share it with people, but we're in a, a, a time in our history where we need to lighten up about everything. Fair. Yeah, that seems that seems like a good analysis. Sign on to that. Okay, well, before we have to go, is there anything that you wish people understood about urine therapy that they don't seem to? The, the thing I would tell people about urine therapy is it's a personal matter. It's personal preference. It's personal choice. You can go as deep down what I call the Shivambu Trail as you want to go. 
it all depends on on how clean you want to be. What I notice that when I'm doing a lot of enemas is that it's an inside or core consciousness because you're cleaning out your gut and your intestines. This is where I get memories of my past and memories in my childhood and memories of things that I just now understand. Hmm. And there's ways that you can do that if you're meditating and there's ways that you can do that if you just turn within deep enough, you can find your own answers without psychotherapy. Okay. So if you have an emotional problem, then maybe Orin therapy will help you get to the root of it? It will help you if you're kind of a self-aware person. If you need guidance, there'll be someone else who can help you through it. Fair enough. Cool. Okay. Well, but you're, in ther- you're in therapy. One more thing. I make it a mission. It's a mission because we're at the tipping point in our in our history where people are gaining their self-empowerment, their self-healing, their self-mastery. And if Oren therapy can be the tipping point where people don't have to rely on doctors, health food stores, you know, all those systems that were in place because we had to rely on something outside us to heal us, make us happy, give us more fulfillment. Well, what if you can find that within? Hmm. And Oren seems to help people do that. When I went to the urine therapy symposium, everybody you met, you fell in love and wanted to hug sight, first sight of them. Nobody had walls, judgments. Nobody had a pretense. And how would it feel for you guys just walk into a room with 80 people loving you? It, you you mentioned in your, oh, it would feel great, I should say. Possibly. Uh, yeah. yeah. You said uh, it's eight, like 80 people loving you? 80 people in Las Vegas, it felt like you came home to a real tribe. I did the Rainbow oh. Gathering, the Burning Man. I did all those national gatherings, but nothing felt as home and hit as deep as this group did for me. Okay. Did it smell like urine in there? Funny you should say that we did communion every day where people had these two ounce containers with a screw top on it from some pharmacy company like McKesson. I said, oh, so we're going to have communion in a drug testing cup. This will be fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool, cool. Thank you so Wonderful. much, Brother Sage. Thank you. Great to have you on. Thanks for uh, thanks for being willing to do it, and especially on such quick notice. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I love you both, and I give you my full support in all the shows coming up and all the work you're doing. It really matters that you have this voice and you're willing to bring it out to the world. So well done, guys. Oh, thank you, well, thank so, you much. so much, Brother Sage. Really all appreciate right. it. Talk to you soon. All right. Namaste. 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 Well... That was a great conversation. Thank you to Brother Sage for coming on. A real delight. Now, you can follow him on Twitter. He is all over the social media. Yes, actually, you can follow him on YouTube. You can follow him lots of places. But if you're interested in following him on Twitter, he is at Sage Brother. Or you can find him at BrotherSage.com. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support us at MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. That's how to make uh, this whole thing possible. Yeah, man. Thank you to all our donors. You are the best. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash onrack or on Twitter at Ono Podcast. Those are great ideas. Thank you. Leave us positive reviews. Share us with your friends. That's what helps other people find us. And if you're thinking about drinking pee, go ahead and ask your doctor and maybe trust what he or she says. And remember, instead of focusing on the law of attraction, instead of focusing on the law of intention, Simply let love bring you all that you love. Put your attention on what you love and watch that grow. Welcome everyone 
to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.